Good morning. You're listening to Wake the F Up on 101.5 UMFM. My name is Christina. I use pronouns she, her. And my name is Karan and my pronouns are he, him. The UMFM 101.5 broadcasts at 1200 watts from the U of M, located on stolen lands of Anishinaabeg, Nihiawak, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. We respect the treaties that were made on these territories. We acknowledge the harms and mistakes of the past and those that are still ongoing in the present. And we acknowledge our privilege as settlers on this land, and we dedicate ourselves to move forward in partnership with Indigenous communities in a spirit of decolonization and collaboration. Thank you, Karen. So this week, we kind of wanted to continue a little bit on our conversation on call-out culture, probably largely fueled by the fact that we're all still combating being burnt out as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just I just encountered some uplifting quotes recently. This one is from this really excellent Instagram that I follow. It's called The Gorilla Feminist, and gorilla spelled like G U E. R R I Oh, like guerrilla warfare? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I see, I see. That's clever. the guerrilla feminist. Yeah, I like it. Really, really fantastic. So he had this post that said, questions to ask yourself before initiating a call out of an individual or group. Number one, do you have all of the facts? Number two, should you identify them by name? Number three, how much personal and or institutional power do they have? Number four, could this be worked out privately? And number five, what is the end goal? Uh, I, I really like that because I feel like going further into this episode, that's going to be a very useful tool for us to help understand and analyze the situation that is happening right now in Winnipeg. Yeah, exactly. I think it's very easy to forget number five there. Like, what is yeah. the end goal? What is the end goal? Exactly. Mm. Did you have another quote for our reflection on call-out culture? Yes. This one is much longer, but it's very nice. Okay. I mean, I want to listen to it. (laughs) Okay. So this one is from the Instagram called That One Black Mennonite Girl. And the (laughs) the post is just this photo that says, What space do we give to tenderness in call-out culture? And below, she has this nice write-up in the caption. She says, Pondering this Audre Lorde quote, We have to consciously study how to be tender with one another until it becomes a habit. In conjunction with a line from an old song, Ain't Gonna Study War No More, how we approach call-out or call-in culture is indicative of the justice space or spaces that we desire to build. Too often, dialogue has been demonized as catering toward a specific political leaning. And too often, those who request dialogue rely on persons within the marginalized community to do the emotional and intellectual labor for persons in the majority group and to provide this service for free. Committing to creating space for radical tenderness provides another way. This kind of tenderness allows for truth. This kind of tenderness allows for space to name power and privilege. This kind of tenderness also identifies relational togetherness as a key component of wholeness. This is not to say that this tenderness allows room for abuse. It does not. However, what if radical tenderness does the most, identifies what it needs, and requires and identifies allies to commit to this work? Too often we rely on misnomers and non-characteristics of tenderness and identify it as love or grace, etc., What if radical tenderness provides another way by calling it in radical ways? Hmm. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think both of these reflections can be very easily used to analyze something that's been going on in Winnipeg, which is the whole whiteout street party debacle. Yeah. And I think, well, before I go into this, I just want to apologize for my voice. 
I have had the worst cold and cough because of the weather change, which happens every year. And I guess I was due for one. And uh, you will be hearing this uh, deep uh, voice for the rest of the for the rest of the episode. (laughs) Vape Nation, baby. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) So we kind of wanted to talk about our. Well, Karen, I wanted to ask you about your initial feelings on the whiteout parties before all of this kind of this conversation started. recently. Okay. well, hockey culture is something that I've never like been interested in. And like, I don't really care for the fact that it's dominated by white people. Like there is a whole hockey culture back in India, which is completely different from the one here. And it's different, right? It's and it's fishy and toxic in its own ways. And I, oh, fun. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I'll get into that at a later time. Got you. But my initial feelings with the whiteout parties being called what they are were definitely a little bit unsettled feelings. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was unsettled a little bit. But and this is going to sound really bad. But as people of color, we learn to, and I'm sure you can relate to this, and I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to this, uh, if you are non-binary, if you are trans, if you are a person of color or any other oppressed person, you kind of learn to pick and choose which battles to fight. This, to me, was not worth fighting. So I'll I'll tell you why I'm unsettled by it. Because obviously, whiteout parties are extremely dominated by white people don't really see in any photos a lot of people of color there and i know that there will be a culture of white people making fun of other really pale white people being present at whiteout parties and then being like ha 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 bro this is true whiteout ha ha you're so white and that entire culture in itself just makes me like I just want to stay out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to... be. Yeah. Because I'm I, not interested in I, hockey either, so I'm just like, you you do that on yeah. your time. And, I, and it, it just, like, it just weirds me a little bit. It just doesn't sit right with me. I, yeah. And, and to me, as a person of color, I've learned to fade that out. Like, I don't care about certain things as much as I do about other things. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that I don't care about. So it's not right. a battle that's worth fighting for me. I want to acknowledge that as a person of color, I am very much privileged. My parents help me out. I have money every month to pay for my rent, for groceries, for school, everything. Like, I have a car. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a privileged person of color. So I want to first acknowledge that while I understand that as a person of color, I do have room to comment on this as of what my thoughts are. I still want to acknowledge that they don't reflect the thoughts of every person of color. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. And same for me. I want to acknowledge my privilege as a white person. So I'm going to do my best to kind of give the floor to Karan here because white people don't get to decide if people are uncomfortable. I mean, yeah, (laughs) totally. But like, I also want this to be something that you and I can talk about because also like that's the thing about culture, right? Like an outrage culture and all of that, that Mm -hmm. like you can't speak on behalf of me. Well, no, I just want to know what your thoughts are. Right. Right. Like and and I feel like that's something that has been lacking. But anyway, let's get to the Mm -hmm. statement that they made and let's talk about our feelings on this statement. So advocacy group calls for change to whiteout party name. This was put on by Global News. 
and they kind of covered this interview that was done with Blackspace Winnipeg. So we just want to quote what Blackspace was kind of saying directly. So mm-hmm. so Blackspace Winnipeg founder Alexa Potashnik told 680 CGOB that she drew attention to the issue online after seeing a headline that referred to turning downtown white again and a photo of four men wearing all white hooded costumes. Within hours, her social media posts were inundated with angry comments from Jets fans, many of whom were accusing Blackspace of politicizing the issue and ignoring the history of the all-white costumes fans wear to Jets playoff games. So, Potashnik says, Obviously, folks are feeling really defensive because they think we're attacking something that is a Winnipeg thing, that we're attacking our home, that we're attacking the Jets culture. We're not doing that. We're getting people to think critically about it. If it's primarily white people coming downtown wearing all white, painting their faces white, I'm sorry, that's very concerning sometimes, and you have to look at it from all perspectives. And this is kind of what their tweet said too, which which I guess was the whole reason behind the outrage. It says, Jets parties will turn downtown white again, in quotes. Reminds us of a similar phrase started by a problematic hashtag US politician. We need to talk about the whiteout Jets parties. This headline can carry a very different meaning depending on who's reading it. And then they go on to say... Potashnik says, I know it's hard for people to put their mind around that, but a lot of folks feel that their safety is at risk when they go to these parties and people are drunk and saying what they want. It can be an aggressive environment. So, Karan, what was your kind of initial reaction to what Blackspace is saying here? So I have quite a few thoughts on this, which I will try to keep as articulate as I can. All their claims are valid. I think that they could have gone about it in tons of better ways as opposed to the way that they did. Mm -hmm. Their tweet did not reflect what they said on CJOB at all. They didn't bring a lot of aspects about what is problematic about the whiteout parties and why it's racist. And I feel like there were tons of other problems that they should have brought up first before they brought up the fact that maybe once four men wore pointed hoodies. You know what I mean? A lot of the photos that they posted along with their Twitter clippings I don't know where they date back to. Mm -hmm. I get that hockey culture is aggressive. I get that hockey culture can be very, very racist. Mm -hmm. But what they are targeting is different than that. Now, my issue with whiteout parties is that the province decided to spend $400,000 on it. There there it is. (laughs) And why didn't you lead with that? (laughs) Why did not Black Space Winnipeg lead with that? Yeah. And that's the thing, Christina, when we were talking about this whole call out culture thing, the quotes that you brought up earlier in this episode, that's the thing. What is the goal? The goal is to change the name. But are you looking at who has power here? Are you looking at what you are doing to achieve the goal? No, they didn't provide any other name that yeah, could be used. Yeah, they didn't provide any alternatives. Like we propose that these parties just be called winnipeg jets parties or something like that right it and like obviously they have valid claims very very valid people should not be wearing white pointed hoodies a who does that remind you of the kkk like like it's very easy for all of this to perpetuate in a space that is called whiteout and if people don't understand that then that in itself is problematic Mm -hmm. and i appreciate that black space brought attention to it but what is problematic is that not every person of color in Winnipeg was thinking this. We and and I when I say we, I also say like the 
people of color that are part of my friend circle like we've always been like hesitant and we like there is this feeling of unsettlement right when we yes. hear the term whiteout because well it's whiteout and like we 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 know the jokes that come off of it we know the weird like humorous culture that is created around white people being present in a place that is called whiteout so mm-hmm. we get it like we're always hesitant of being there like i have personally never been to one because i just a don't care about hockey and b I don't know how safe I would feel existing in a Winnipeg whiteout party, you know? And and like Yeah. And that's I think that's thing. a really important point, the fact that a lot of white people they don't have to give it a second thought, whereas, you know, regardless of whether they do wind up making the decision, people of color probably do have to spend a little bit of time thinking about whether or not they would be safe in that space. And I think it's really important to validate those emotions. Absolutely. And when you're responding to claims like this because what are they saying? They're saying that People of color feel uncomfortable in these spaces and it's really important to validate those emotions regardless of your response to the politics, regardless of your response to the tactics. Something that you and I both know is that that's an experience people are having. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing about this. Like we really, when we're making this claim, it sucks that we're in a place where we really, really, really need to watch our words. And Christina and I have talked about this, like tone policing and all of that. Mm-hmm. But when you're the only advocacy group that is bringing attention to this, whereas no one has been bringing attention to this at a platform where everyone is now talking about it, you really need to be careful with your words. Mm-hmm. And that sucks that we're in that world right now wherein black people will say something and it is immediately retaliated against. But that's the world we live in. And so we have to pick and choose our words. And that's my problem with the tweet that they made and with the way they went about it. Because they did not give concrete... A plan I- of action. A plan of it action. Was, it, I don't even... It didn't even feel like a call to action. Yeah. it's It was just a call to conversation while demanding an action. Basically um, so. calling them out. And that yeah. was kind of it. In terms of my initial reaction to this, just looking at everything that Black Space has been pointing out here, it's more than just a name change. A lot of people who are seeing this are just responding to the name change point, but I think they make some really important points here. So calling attention to the whole turn downtown white again headlines. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. They're calling attention to the name, of course. They're calling attention to the fact that some people were photographed wearing white pointed hoods. Right. And that some people are painting their faces white. Important point before anyone makes any criticisms. I'm looking at you, Jets culture people. People are uncomfortable by this. And regardless of whether they're calling you to action or not, just acknowledge their feelings. It's not an attack on you. So just just be mindful of that. Yeah, like, that's the thing about this. Like, if I were to be the one to be making the statement, I would acknowledge that it's not on all Jets fans that is perpetuating this culture wherein people of color feel uncomfortable. A lot of people of color don't even feel uncomfortable. Like, while I understand that I am very privileged, I still want to go to one of these parties at some point just to see what it's like, you know? And there's still things that I need to think about, but... As a privileged person of color, I guess they're not something that I would give a lot of thought to. Whereas some people do have to think about their safety. Women of color, very vulnerable targets for any sort of aggression in Mm -hmm. such spaces. Mm -hmm. That is aggressive, you know, like they have to think about that. I don't. And that's the reality of the situation. But will I say to someone that, hey, person, what you're feeling is totally wrong? No, that's not that's not something that I would do. And that's not something the people listening to this should do. And here's my problem with the tweet. Also, 
apart from many other problems with this, with the way they went about this, it just created another space for people who are either racist or those white people who are very defensive about being called racist. It just created a space for these people to come out and invalidate actual claims of discomfort felt by people of color. And that is the issue. I'm telling you, I saw more interactions of this issue by white people on Twitter than I did with people of color. And white people were like, when I see this, like when I go to whiteout parties, people of all color and people of all races are over there. And it's just such a like nice um, space where everyone just gets together behind this one goal and we all want the Jets to win and that's great, blah, blah, blah. And there was this one white woman who completely invalidated some person of color's claim that they felt uncomfortable by the name. And she was like, well, what do you mean it's, uh, it's, it's, un- it's, what do you mean it's uncomfortable? What does whiteout mean? Well, as a city that has had so much snow in the past, we have always been covered with white snow and that's where whiteout comes from. And listen, white woman who tweeted that, I hear you. I get it. But why is it so hard for you to acknowledge that? To some people, that might be a little uncomfortable. A little uncomfortable. Why is it so hard for you to acknowledge that? And believe me, that's all I saw on Twitter. White people interacting with this issue, defending their stance on it, as opposed to even giving any person of color space to speak about it. And when they were called out, they were like, well, because of the skin of my color, can I not talk about this issue? And it's like, that's not what we're saying dude bro man guy like that's not what we mean by this what we're saying is just let people feel the way they feel and acknowledge that you're privileged and you don't have to care about your safety in these spaces and there was one person of color that shared a tweet that i thought was very very um thoughtful and -hmm. this was in response to a white man saying that, hey, like, these are my thoughts on this. I don't personally see uh, Winnipeg Whiteout parties as a place where people of color are not welcomed or mm-hmm. people of color should feel uncomfortable because personally I have seen so many people of color and other marginalized people enjoy themselves, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. But of course I acknowledge that this is my privilege as a white cishead dude mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And that's what he said about this, which I thought was thoughtful and okay. And then a person of color retweeted that. This is what at Chantel Nothing said. As a person of color, this issue of white out party name and even the quote unquote problematic headline takes away from the real issues in the city, real people trying to help and real media time that could be used for something better. And then they said, on that note, all the whites liking this This is not a free pass for you to trash on people of color when they raise a valid point about something problematic. There is a, all caps, massive racism issue in Winnipeg, and I invite you to take the time to Google Starlight Tours, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Non-Binary People, Systemic Racism, and CFS. Love it. Um, And I think there's there's another point that I kind of want to add and um, that I haven't 
seen on the um, black space things because I know that as soon as people get into this conversation, crap gets heated. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just really want to call attention to the inescapable fact that hockey culture is dominated by well-off white people. Um, and that is the group that tends to perpetuate the most racism and sexism and ableism and that whole stew of fun stuff. Um, so I, I just, that's really inescapable. That's the group that is most likely to hold these negative beliefs and the group that's most likely to cause harm as a right, result of those right. beliefs. So um, regardless of if they're, if the majority of them are like, um, they're like, this name is harmless, you know, we're just here for the game awesome but there's obviously people in there who are probably feeling some degree of internal validation by well this is the way things should be too because mm -hmm. that is the dominant discourse in our society that's how people think that's not the weird ones that's the norm that right. is what most right. people that is what everyone in power thinks so absolutely some people are taking this as some kind of um they see these things as hand in hand. So those people exist as well. And people who people of color who enter these spaces don't know which is which. They don't know who the safe people are. They don't right, know who the people are right. who are going to suddenly, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there were people of color who did enter that space and did encounter the odd person who was um, horrendous and vocal enough to say that you don't belong here. Yeah, I, I can, yeah. Even though I don't have like a given story on hand of that happening, I'm sure it has just uh, oh, given absolutely. our context. And, and like that's something that I have to think of before I enter a white space, right? Like, and that's the thing. And I really like that you brought up the fact that it is inadvertent that white people are dominant in hockey culture. And to me, that's okay. To me, exactly. that's that fine. Exactly, that fact in itself, and, that's, and that's, you know, thing. that's your culture, that's and fine. Before you, and before you call these people out, you need to really have some concrete empirical evidence. Like, I don't know where these photos date back to. Mm -hmm. They could be really, really old. Mm -hmm. They could be from, you know, times where it was okay to be racist. And... Like the whole photo, there's a one photo that says white noise never dies. And that's a part that's in the stadium. And yeah, things like that, they really suck and they're really problematic. But when you're calling out whiteout parties, like why didn't you speak to the fact that there's $400,000 of provincial dollars being spent on these parties? Whereas, and, and the reason why it's racist is because there are so many homeless indigenous people, so many homeless people of color on the streets of Portage and Maine, and you're deciding to parade everyone's money and everyone's wealth and everyone's privilege on the territories that they use to be safe and, you know, keep themselves warm in minus 50 weather. And you're not doing anything to bring attention to you know, the fact that we need to do something about affordable housing for them. Like, and that's my thing with this whole debacle. I would much rather, you know, I, I would much rather deal with homelessness first and then come to the fact that some spaces are not safe for POCs. Like, that, that, and that's my priority. Right. So to me, it's wild that they didn't even 
acknowledge that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when you're doing something like this you have to and you all their claims can be backed up they have photos they have evidence yeah. of like pointed hoodies and all of that but why didn't you talk about that mm-hmm. that to me is wild and is something that needs to be addressed first before because i mean i'm sure a lot of the people at black space winnipeg have their own privileges in some ways but you know who doesn't the people who are homeless in downtown. Why didn't you go at it at that angle? Mm-hmm. Because now I see on Twitter all these white people being defensive about it and, you know, just using their voices to disregard other actual and factual issues that people of color in Winnipeg have. Like the blatant racism. Like, let's be real. Winnipeg has a massive racism problem. Oh, no question about it. And a lot of the people who live in downtown have to face it. So why aren't we talking about that? Mm-hmm. And then talk about how make downtown white again is absolutely horrendous. But also, how many people are saying that? How many people right. are even using that when they go to these whiteout parties? Mm-hmm. And that's my whole issue with this. Because now it's just created this like evidenceless issue that or I would say people, directionless. Directionless, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not evidenceless. But mm-hmm. like directionless issue where people are now just going to use it and say oh well black space winnipeg isn't really uh an all-inclusive term uh i as a white person yeah i as a white person don't feel uh comfortable (laughs) coming into uh black space winnipeg you know what i mean like that that, that, and that's that's what's hurtful about this absolutely absolutely um i have a question for you in uh, and in the spirit of recognizing the nature of call-out culture are you glad that this call out as they've done it has happened versus not happened. I feel like a call out was necessary. Inevitable. Also. Yeah. Something was going to be said about this. Someone was going to do something about it. Yeah. It would have been either us (laughs) or, you know, someone. (laughs) Yeah. And people have been doing this. People have been wearing black shirts to, you know, mourn the fact that, $400,000 provincial dollars that could have gone towards homelessness and addiction centers and all of that. I'm glad that people are responding to that. Yeah, and mourning the fact that that's how the progressive conservatives have decided to spend their dollars. And I'm not even Mm going to get into the right-wing politics of this right now. Oh, no. no, no. But (laughs) we been knew that that's what conservatives value the creation of spaces for white people wherein white people can enjoy and be rich and flaunt their richness <laughs> like and that's what they've done by spending four hundred thousand dollars on this and i think that the call out was inevitable so in hindsight i am not entirely sure if i like the fact that this happened mm-hmm. because i know that something someone was gonna say something about this yeah So I'm not entirely sure if I am fully behind this message that they've delivered. But obviously, that is not to say that I don't appreciate the conversations coming out of it. Mm -hmm. I do not appreciate the racist conversations coming out of it. But I I don't know. I guess I'm uh, I'm torn between my opinion on this. Yeah. For what it's worth, despite my criticisms, and I agree with you for most if not all mm. i am glad it happened right because i'd rather this conversation happen than absolutely not. absolutely yeah. yeah yeah could be improved but i'm still really glad for all of the work that black space does well i think my message to 
a lot of the white people would be to not be fully outraged by the fact that this is happening because let's be real this affects you in zero ways you're still gonna be safe in this space you're still going to enjoy your beers and your jets and your go jets go and all of that yeah so be mindful of the people of color present don't make them feel ostracized for being there don't perpetuate any like don't say stuff like make downtown white again like just exactly. just don't do that don't paint your faces white do a little cute flag of the jets like like do a little cute blue and white that's cute i'd do it mm-hmm. but like don't paint your entire face white that's uh a little, problematic yeah, yeah. don't wear white More hoods or <laughs> don't wear white pointed hoods yeah and try to be mindful of the fact that some people are uncomfortable in this space that's exactly. all i have to say to you like i would say if there's a really big just takeaway statement from today it's white people don't get to decide if people of color are uncomfortable because you're not a person of color what just think about how exactly yeah so if you're gonna comment in response to this just think about how much does your opinion matter versus a person of color whose feelings are being talked about here so that's that's the big takeaway yeah that's it that's that's probably it for time for today Please feel free to reach out to us if you have any similar thoughts or feelings. Or, or criticisms. Absolutely open to criticism. Yeah. Or if you want to, you know, just come on air with us and talk about something like this. Like if you. We'd be happy to have you. Yeah. We Wait just want up. people to be slide heard. Slide into our DMs. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> slide into our DMs. We're open. <laughs> um, be sure to hit up our Instagram. Wake the F up. UMFM. And that's it for today. Thank you, Christina. Thanks, Crime.